Hello everyone, welcome to In the Neighborhood with your hosts, Tim Johnson and Stacy Borho. Together, they are finding out what makes the heart of the Heartland Beat. They sit down with people in your community that lead organizations, businesses, and government. You'll learn who they are and what they're involved in and why. They are the people in your neighborhood. It's In the Neighborhood with Stacy Borho and Tim Johnson. Hi, everybody. This is Tim Johnson, and today we are in the studio. In the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. <laughs> we're on. Sometimes he forgets where he is. It's oh, okay. there, there's just so many things that we're on. We're on uh, in the neighborhood on Peoria Life. We're on Facebook, YouTube. Wherever we get Peoria, shared. Peoria TV, mm -hmm. uh, any website that we're shared on, and uh, we're on WPEO. And we're a few places that I we're all over the don't world. think. Yeah, just sitting here. Yeah, awesome. Welcome. Uh, today we have Jessica Cober. Did I pronounce Got it? Got it. Yep. All right. Uh, Safe Families, and um, tell us what Safe Families is. Yeah. So Safe Families is a volunteer movement. So there's chapters all over the U.S. Some even international, and it's fueled by compassion to help keep families. Um, intact and children safe. So April is actually Child Abuse Prevention Month. And so two of the pillars um, for safe families is child abuse prevention and child welfare deflection. So fitting that I'm mm -hmm. here in April um, when it's Child Abuse Prevention Month. Mm -hmm. How long have you been with Safe Families? So I've been volunteering with Safe Families for about four, four and a half years, um, but recently came on staff um, at the beginning of this year. So being able to see it from both sides of the fence. Sure. Mm -hmm. So how does someone come to Safe Families for services? Right. So um, Safe Families is really about providing like that wraparound support for families that don't necessarily have that already in place. So parents can self-refer. They can go onto our website. Um, there's a little get, get Help tab, and they can click on that and fill out a form. Or um, different agencies, police stations, schools, hospitals can also come um, as a referral as well. So Safe Families doesn't necessarily have a, a definition of what crisis is. So crisis can be different things to different people, right? Sure. We all have different levels of stress tolerance and situations in our lives. So um, if a family or a parent you know, feels like they're in crisis, um, that's when they can reach out. So some examples could be you know, domestic violence, could be unemployment, could be homelessness, um, like substance abuse, parents that are going through re rehab that want like a safe place for their children um, to be, you know, during that time while they kind of get back on their feet and get back to a steady place. So really Safe Families then steps in and is kind of that bridge. So you have the family in crisis and it connects that family to a host family, um, what Safe Families calls a host family, okay. that will help care for that parent's child and or children um, while they, they get back on their feet. So that could be for any number of hours, days, weeks. Right, so it could be yeah, just a couple nights, it could be a couple months. Um, typical average hosting is about six weeks, give or take. So yeah, as I said, it could be less, it could be more. But the main premise is that it's temporary, right? So we wanna keep families intact. So the, the goal is always to have kids reunited with their parents. 
So is it in in conjunction with foster families or? So there are some parallels between, um, especially some of the training and the process, the approval process that host families have to go through in order to be able to host children. There are parallels with um, foster care, but with safe families, the beautiful thing is that parents have never lost custody of their mm-hmm. kids. So it's completely voluntary. It's voluntary mm-hmm. for the parent that would choose to place their kids um, with a host family, and it's voluntary for the host family as well when they take children sure. um, into their home. So the goal is always to reunite the family, to strengthen the family, provide that wraparound support for them. Interesting. So what is your website if somebody wanted to go and learn more? Yep. So it's safe-families.org is the website. Um, And you can look on there. And as I said earlier, parents can fill out the Get Help. Um, And then if there's families as well that want to host or get involved with Safe Families, Mm -hmm. they can go on there and fill out information as well. So since there's chapters all over the country, it would get, you know, funneled to the appropriate region and then move forward from there. Wow. So you probably need a lot of volunteers then. Yeah. It's strong volunteer base. That is the the premise of Safe Families is the volunteer movement. Um, So there's the host family component, which works directly with the family um, hosting the kids, but there's other various roles within Safe Families as well, because not everyone is going to be at a point in life where they Either maybe they don't like kids, they don't want kids in their home, maybe they're past that point, you know, don't feel comfortable with that. So um, the Safe Families model really encompasses that you don't have to do everything, right? But Mm -hmm. we can all do something um, Mm -hmm. to help strengthen families that are in crisis. So Safe Families um, has a role, it's called Family Friend. Um, So if you think of, right, what a friend is, that's really um, what Safe Families encourages to help both um, the placing parent, um, but then also the host family as well. So it could be, you know, babysitting needs. It could be, you know, transportation, helping with different activities or school, you know, what have you. Um, So it's just, you know, being present and being available, being a right friend Mm -hmm. um, to someone, whether it's the parent that's placing or if if it's the host family. As well. So kind of like a mentor then too, if they're having some hard times, maybe they need someone to walk alongside of them. Yes. And that's, re- that's really what Safe Families is, right? There's many people in this community and communities across the country that are socially isolated. So, mm-hmm. right, research statistics will show when that happens, increase the risk for abuse and neglect, child abuse and neglect. Um, so it's really trying to um, deflect them from that, you know, being crisis mode where something could negatively happen um, and all, like more of the prevention arm, being proactive instead of reactive with that. Um, and when a hosting occurs as well, you um, with say families have a role that's called the family coach. So the family coach is really kind of like the liaison between the host family and the placing parent. So they also, it's another layer um, Mm -hmm. of encouragement of protection, you know, whatever the the goal is coming into a hosting, um, just encouraging, empowering that parent, you know, to to reach that, that they can can do this, right? They have support um, and the the team approach. That's, it's amazing. I mean, I mean, 
we're, we use that word awful lot here yeah. in this program, <laughs> but um, it's to me, it, I grew up in a foster, my family hosted foster kids. Okay. And so to be able to get kids and families before they get mm -hmm. to that disaster, mm -hmm. traumatic, you're saving people before they even get to that yes. level. That's, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. So how do you get to them? Well, it's spreading the word um, so that families know about it, right? So mm -hmm. as I said, parents can self-refer, right? They can call. Um, and sometimes, too, it's not even a matter of, you know, needing um, a hosting, but just connecting them to other resources mm -hmm. in the community. If someone has recently moved here, um, you know, every day could be like a crisis mode because they're like, where am I? What am I doing? What's sure. available? So it can just be a matter of connecting them to resources, um, but then also networking with other agencies, you know, in the community, as I said, like hospital referrals, like if parents are, um, you know, in the hospital having a baby and they have other kiddos that they don't necessarily have someone safe and or healthy that can care for them while, you know, mom's That's having a, a baby. What do you do? <laughs> You're not going to have them in the birthing room. So, sure. <laughs> Um, like that's that's a prime example of where safe families could come okay. in and just that temporary support, care for those kids, let mom you know have baby transition and then reunite um, afterwards. It's like one example, but yeah, the schools, domestic violence shelter, substance abuse. Um, as I said, crisis can be a lot of things mm -hmm. um, to different people, and sometimes when people are in crisis mode. You know, it's like hard to even see the forest through the trees, and it's just kind of pretty much like survival mode. So it's it's sometimes just giving them space to be able to take a step back, kind of reassess. Okay, this is where I'm at. You know, this is kind of where I want to be. And so working with the family coach, sometimes family friends too can come alongside and just helping them like think through even like practical like next steps mm -hmm. to get from A to B. You know, when we moved from Rockford here and we have two little boys mm -hmm. and my wife is an accountant, so sometimes I get to be a single parent while yes. she's doing her tax things. Yes. Uh, I kind of get a glimpse on what it's like to be a single mm -hmm. parent without family in the area. And usually we have somebody to, to say, Mom, can you come help me? Mm -hmm. I need some help. And mm -hmm. it's hard to ask somebody that you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So that's another great thing that um, people can connect with somebody. I guess it's a family friend that yes. they can call and say, mm -hmm. I need some help. And really it's great too once that connection has been made, right? Whether it's through the family friend or the host family, then if, if crisis were to happen in the future or whatever would come mm -hmm. up, right? Then they have like a, you know, Aunt Stacy or Uncle Tim in their lives, mm -hmm. right? That they can then call because that connection has been made. So it's familiar mm -hmm. for the kids, it's familiar for the parent, and it's just like another extended family member, you know, that we all need in mm -hmm. our lives. Like we need community, it takes a village, right, when we're raising kiddos. Absolutely. So um, that then naturally would be in place because that relationship has been built and really the relationship to So you core. started out as a volunteer? Yes. Why'd you get involved? Why did I get involved? Great question. I think um, just having different life experiences and being blessed by my own family, right? Um, I think the older I get, the more that I, I am um, just seeing 
how the start with them and having that family basis um, really has just encouraged me to reach out to others that don't have family um, and knowing just the comfort that that brings, like security and mm -hmm. for kids that don't have that in place, how that can really long-term impact them, sometimes in negative ways. Um, so just that is the motivation to be able to help connect, you know, those families and those kiddos to people that will be safe and healthy in their lives that will help encourage them in their life's journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's hard. I mean, I can't even imagine, but... Yeah, that's awesome what you guys are doing. And so do you guys have an, a location here that people can come into if they... So it really would be, um, are you saying like for the placing parent or Either for way, people that want to get involved? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I float wherever okay. um, the need is on a daily basis. So if people want to get in touch, the easiest way would be either you could email me, call me, go to the website um, and reach out to me that way. Mm -hmm. And then you guys just go out into the yes. different homes and... Yes, wherever, you know, wherever the potential hosting um, would start or wherever the placing parent is trying to meet them, you know, face-to-face -face and build the relationship. Connect. So, like, foster parents have to go through, like, the pride class. Is that something that mm -hmm. similarly your hosting families would have to go through also? Yeah, like a so... foster parent? Yeah, host families would need to fill out an application, mm -hmm. and they have background and fingerprint check and um, references that have to be completed, a home study and home screening, which is similar to foster care, and then there's training as well. It's not as long as foster care training, um, but there are definitely parallels in the programming and curriculum sure. um, that's used for the training. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yes. does that cost a family if they wanted to become a host? Does it cost them any money to do that? Everything is free. Mm -hmm. Awesome. The cost would be the time, right? Mm -hmm. The time, the energy. Which is a lot, but... Opening up your heart, your mm -hmm. home, right? Mm -hmm. um, but as far as, like, monetary costs, no. How do you raise those funds to, to cover those costs? Yes. So it's um, a lot of grant work and a lot of donations as well from people giving that have either, you know, been involved, heard of it, somehow connected to um, the mission of, of Safe Families. So what's your biggest need right now? Biggest need right now? Great question. I think just continuing to build awareness mm -hmm. that Safe Families exists. So as a chapter here, it's like two and a half, three-ish years old, so it's still pretty new. So it's still a lot of getting the word out. Um, to agencies and to people that it exists as a resource for families. Um, and then always, there's always a need for host families and volunteers, right? It's volunteer-driven. Mm -hmm. So to make sure that there's enough families to support the need. It's always that delicate balance. Have you had mm -hmm. a shortage at all yet? We haven't yet. Well, that's good. Hopefully it stays that way. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good. So hopefully you grow on both ends. Right. Yeah. That that would be the right. goal. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But boy, I, I, again, I think the difference between foster care and what you guys are doing is it's a little less traumatic on the child because it's kind of a volunteer thing and it's mm -hmm. helping the children that way. Mm -hmm. um, wow. It just, that's amazing difference and amazing mm -hmm. that you saw a need, whoever started this saw yes. a need and, and picked it up. Yes, and it really started off, I mean, in Chicago. So, Safe Families will celebrate 15 years this year. 
um, and it started in Chicago. Um, just someone saw the need, like some kids that just needed a home, um, like a safe, right, safe mm -hmm. place to be, hence safe families. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that parents, you know, like the parents needed removal of their kids. There weren't really any issues, just under-supported. Um, and so really it's just providing the hand up um, in those kinds of situations. And that's kind of what the impetus to start Safe Families. Mm -hmm. And it's just continued to morph over the years. Hmm. That is awesome. So what about so if you saw a family and you knew of a family in need, can you mm -hmm. can you go online and like recommend it then or would you have to go to the family and say, here's a resource for you? Yeah. No. Like, I, I guess mean, I'm just thinking could. of other ways that people can get help. And... Like a grandparent or a friend. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, they could still go online. Um, someone could always, I mean, that would be, I guess, the most direct way because if someone doesn't have you know, my number, my email, it makes it a little bit trickier to do that, but they still could go online and it could be, you know, a simple follow-up call and just, mm -hmm. you know, check base, you know, how are things going, kind of thing like that. Mm -hmm. I, just, I think of like churches though too, right? Because then they're the ones who see families and, yes. and might know of someone who needs that help before it goes to the wrong. Yes. Before it goes the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, and we try to work with directly with churches as well because that is where community really is easily established and built right there. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of um, encouraging those people then to reach out into the community to bring them into mm -hmm. um, into their community that may not have it. Mm -hmm. Churches, mm -hmm. schools, and right. Yep, that's All. my brain's killing. <laughs> <laughs> I follow you. Wow. Let's uh, share the website again. Yep. It's safe-families.org. And do they call you if they're, they're interested in volunteering? or is there? Yes, they can. Yep, they can call me. They can send, my, send me an email. What's your email? So my email is j-k-o-b-e-r, so jcober, at safefamilies.net. All right. Safe-families? Uh, the email is just Safe, safe families. families. Okay, I want to make sure yes. we're, we're doing it right. No dashes awesome. in the email. But the website has the dash. Yes. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Wow, we love to, love to see people that are getting involved and um, stepping up when they see a need. And you did that, and now you're part of the organization. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It's very awesome. Awesome. Uh, Check us out on Facebook and YouTube. And yes, please follow us on YouTube. We're trying to gain some access in the YouTube area. Uh, but look for us on channel 17 on uh, i3 broadband cable. So check for us there. And WPEO, thank you so much for helping us along here. Uh, this is In the Neighborhood. And we've been talking with Jessica Kober of Safe Families. Thanks. Have fun, everybody, and volunteer. PeoriaLife.com